guys. Uh, welcome back uh, to The Encounter uh, by Redeem LA, guys. Uh, we just want to thank you guys once again um, for tuning in, guys, and for choosing our podcast and our YouTube channel. Um, if you guys didn't know, we are on YouTube. It's um, Our page is under our church's name, which is Ebenezer, uh, Los Angeles. I think Oficial. I don't know why it's such a long name, but that's what it is. If you guys don't know, if you guys don't know how to get there or don't find it, it will be in our Instagram, on our link tree. So um, just please uh, keep that in mind if you guys are interested about the YouTube. Uh, other than that, uh, today we're going to continue with our God is series. And um, our God series, uh, we had uh, The Great I Am. We had uh, uh, also Jaira, the God of Jaira, and today we're going to talk about uh, God um, is peace. God, God of peace. Uh, also, in a, in a, how do I say, in a Hebrew way to speak is uh, Shalom, right? So um, I wanted to share this um, this verse that I found in John sixteen thirty three, and it says, "I have told you these things so that you can have peace in me. In this world, you will have troubles, but be brave. I have defeated." The world, and I, I was reading this, and I was seeing this, and I was, I, I was, I was, you know, contemplating. I don't know if you guys know what contemplating is, but you know how to say like meditating in this. And I, I, I love this first sentence that says, "I have told you these things so that you have peace in me." And that last three words are so important because he doesn't say have peace. He doesn't say have peace um, wherever you are, but he says have peace. In me, that word "in" means to be inside of Him, and as we all know, um, we are also the body of Christ. Therefore, the peace is not something that um, you acquire or you uh, obtain with money, or you obtain with a certain stature, a spiritual stature, or with a certain uh, lectures, or or uh, with a certain amount of reading. But it's something that you achieve when you are a part of body of Christ. And I was looking at this and it's such a beautiful um a promise that he gives us you know what i'm saying because it's it's almost like god is telling us there's gonna be a lot of troubles well that's why exactly what it says there's gonna be a lot of troubles but do not fear because within me when you guys are in me there should be peace it's not saying that you're gonna have a nice life it's saying there will be troubles but when you're inside of me uh, the trouble shouldn't matter and and i i think that's what i want to i want to stick to i want to stick to like uh, because we can't say that we we can't say that our life is perfect, right? We all have problems, different different ways, different you know levels of, of our life. We have problems, but the thing that keeps me, I, I guess, sane and it keeps me happy and it keeps me going, it is is God. You know what I mean? And 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 I understand that my peace comes within Him, and I know that sometimes even my brothers help me reach this peace, this peace as well. And I don't know if you guys want to say something. Yeah, I do. Yeah, of course. So I was going to tell you that uh, something that I found about the shalom that I thought was super interesting is that um, there was. Shalom, like we understand peace, like in like a worldly sense, like oh, peace is like no war and everybody's holding hands and like running at the beach together, you know, which sounds super fun. We should do that, but uh, that's not exactly what uh, what peace is. Like the 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 peace that they're talking about here is like, for example, what Adam and Eve had with God before they sinned. It was like a perfect connection, like a almost like trust, right? And that was broken with sin and notice that jesus doesn't say it until after he resurrects he comes to his disciples and when he appears to them he says shalom peace be with you right almost as if saying like i've restored what they broke mm. and i i really love that right which is um uh, another example that i, I was reading is uh, abraham you know when he goes up to give uh, isaac 
how is he so calm? How is he so trusting? And this shalom, I see, I view it as like a, almost like a trusting obedience. Like I have so much security in who God is and what he can do in my life that no matter what he asks me to do, I trust him blindly. And this creates in me a shalom, a peace that with uh, goes, how do you say, uh, sobrepasa todo entendimiento? Surpasses. Oh, surpasses. Thank you. Um, surpasses all understanding, right? Like how can you give up your son and be like, yeah, I know God will provide. Like, right, that's hard. But it's this, it's this thing, it's this shalom, right? Mm. Which I thought was beautiful. Um, uh, first to kind of back up what, what Danny and Deborah are saying that I found beautiful was Philippians 4, 6 through 9. And I'm gonna read seven. It says, then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Follow the example of all that we have imparted to you and the God of peace will be with you in all things. And I think like that's super like beautiful what Deborah was saying that, that um, Jesus came here and, and kind of like restored that peace that was lost before. And um, I was looking at like examples in the Bible when when Jesus was here on earth and he would he would tell people go in peace and i looked at some examples and there's some examples such as um when a roman officer needs to needs a healing for one of his servants there's another one of the woman with the flow of blood and then um Another one where, where the, the prostitute was giving her most expensive perfume to Jesus. And what I found interesting about each of those is that each of, after that happens and they're all healed and stuff, um, Jesus says, go in peace. But before that, he says, because of your faith. So that kind of made me understand like along with peace, um, what is produced before it is faith and, and faith kind of like, um, helps us, helps us understand just how it says in, um, in the Philippians verse, it, the wonderful peace that transcends human understanding. I think that faith kind of helps us understand that, that if we, I don't know if I'm if I'm making sense, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but if we just have our trust in Him, then peace He also provides us with peace. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say um, going back to what you're saying about the understanding. I think it was very important because if we look at the world's side about peace, it's confusion. And a verse to back me up there is First Corinthians four. Wait, I lost it. Um, four, fourteen thirty-three. God is not a God of, of confusion, but of God of peace. So it's amazing that you said understanding because in order to have understanding, you need to have faith. And if you don't have faith, then you're going to believe everything that the world is saying because they're trying to confuse you. They're trying to like to shake in your faith. But God is telling you here, no, my agenda is peace. It's love. And that's what I'm here to. Yeah, go. Sorry. Yeah. And then uh, now that you're talking about like faith, um, yesterday we were having discipleship and, and Danny was talking about someone who lacked faith, which was Peter. And when they were in the storm and he, he, you know, they're all scared. And then um, we can see this as an example of lack of faith because he didn't have that peace in his heart that, that God was going to keep them safe and, 
and stuff like that. So I think that also backs up that with faith, we can have this peace. I was just going to say that like faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do, what we do not see. And this ties in perfectly. Like, uh, for example, we're going through like a hard time where we're suffering. What we're looking at is suffering. Right. But we have faith that what is coming is better. We have faith that the suffering has a purpose that mm-hmm. will uh, lead us to our our hope. Right. That is, is Jesus. Right. So when when I hear or when I read because I didn't hear Paul, although I wish I did. Um, <laughs> But when I read when Paul says like, oh, I rejoice in my sufferings or I, I boast about my weakness and I understand and I'm like, how, how can he do this? Like, how can he say this? But I understand it's because his shalom with God was restored and he understood that no matter what is happening right now, it doesn't matter because I see what's ahead because I have faith of what's ahead. And that's that's literally beautiful. I love it. And I was, was going to tell you guys that. Uh, um that with everything I'm saying, like especially what you guys were saying about uh, about having faith and everything, I think the first thing in order to have that faith is in Romans eight six, and it says um, Romans eight six. It says if your thinking is controlled by your sinful self, there is spiritual death. But if your thinking is controlled by the spirit, there is life and peace. And in order to understand faith, and in order to have a little bit of faith, you have to understand how the spirit works. You see what I'm saying? Like, your thinking can't be always about, oh, what is going on in this world or what's going on in my nature. No, but you have to understand that there's a nature that's in the spirit. There's 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 another life within the spiritual that, that like you guys said, transcends. If you guys don't know what transcends, it means like it elevates above, above our regular natural life. And that's when faith starts becoming easier and that's when we start under even if we don't have faith we understand faith and that's and that's really that's i guess that's a, like that's like the first step to faith right understanding what is faith and then when you're thinking when your mind is finally controlled by your spirit which getting there i think is very a difficult um uh, feature, you know, I think it's a very difficult uh, thing to do. Um, you can understand as well that your mind is governed by spirit, then is governed by faith, is governed by Jesus, is governed by His mind, and then having peace there becomes a little bit more, a little bit easier, just like Paul had. But how, well, what did what did Paul had to do? He had to, he was on the he was on the road. And he was he was supposed to, he was blinded by Jesus. He was called by Jesus. He was uh, starved for a few days. Like he was changed his normal self. He was like this. No, my life naturally does no ma- no no longer matter. My what matters is my spiritual life from here on out. And I think we have to see that in order to reach this faith, our thinking, our mind needs to be controlled by the Spirit. And when I say the Spirit, it means the Holy Spirit, right? Which is technically having like the mind of Christ, right? right? right. And if we have the mind of Christ, we have connection with uh, the Father, which again is restoring the shalom. And you know, I was going to tell you, Danny, that uh, once we have this, sorry, Danny, am I cold or did I hurt you? Okay. uh, once we restore this, like it's like it's impossible to have peace or shalom with the Father and not have peace and shalom with each other. Like it's something that trickles down and it's important. Like uh, that's why I think it's really important that we see like the fr- uh, the fruits that people bear, uh, the people that we look up to, the people that we decide to listen to. What are where are their fruits? What are they what are they doing? Do they have peace with each other? Because if they have peace with each other, they have peace with God. But somebody who can't keep the peace with each other, do you think they have peace with God? 
No, right? It's impossible. So I, I feel like I don't have enough Bible verses today, but... I, I do, I go, do. Go for it, go in for Galatians 5.22, it says, But the fruit that Spirit produces in a person's life is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Meaning... Uh, and I'm talking to everybody that's like, yeah, Danny, but, you know, I still, you know, you guys make it seem like peace can be, you know, grabbed from a shelf and, you know, put it on, you know, like Amazon. that They just scan it right away and then you're good. No, no, but I'm saying, look, this fruit, this peace is a fruit that has to be produced by the spirit. So the spirit has to be, how do I say that, has to be governing your life in order for peace to come. And um, I, I always like to give examples of, of my own life because I feel like I'm the worst person. Um, because God I, God helps me so much, but whenever I don't have peace, whenever I feel like there's a little bit of trouble, and I'm such a crybaby because I barely have any trouble, and you know, the little times that I do have trouble, I'm crying and I'm, I'm feeling like <laughs> the world is coming uh, uh, you know, down on me. But I always ask God, God, give me, you know, give me, um, Give me, give me peace, give me peace. And the way that he answers me, and he's like, okay, you know, sorry, he doesn't say okay, right? But he goes, you know, he always gives me a thought, and he he always gives me a thought. He goes like, okay, but do you only worship me when you when you when you're in peace, or do you worship me also in your troubles? Mm-hmm. And I look at and I think about it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna stop asking because I am thankful. In the good, and I'm thankful if my whole life is breaking down, and I'm thankful at all times. And you are, you know, his being, him being holy, and I'll give you your time right now. Um, him being holy, him being perfect, him being like no other, doesn't take away from how my life is doing. You know what I mean? So I always say, you know what? And every time, every time that I feel trouble, I always just worship him, and I always just worship, him, and he gives me that peace. And I don't even have to ask. Like he knows what I need, and and yeah, I, I think it's beautiful in the way that he manifests in my life. Amen. Go. Um, when you're saying that that some people may say like like oh you act like peace is like so easy to get, yeah. but but um, when I was I think um, my opinion like I think peace makes you have like patience. Like to reach peace, you have to have like patience so that um, you can get to it. Like when I was reading, um, it's in the story is in Mark five thirty four about the woman with the fl- flow of blood. Um, before that, Jesus, where they were going was Jesus was going to like a town to heal someone. Like the, he was walking with a man, and they were walking with a big crowd, and they were gonna go heal someone in a town. And but then they stopped to Jesus stopped because some he felt someone touch his rope and I can just like imagine like the guy next to him that needed the help being like like if it was like me I'd be like like bro why did you stop we need to go to this person we need to go to this town to heal this person and and you know and so I feel like there we there we right there we can see that he had the patience to be like oh it's okay like i'll have that peace let's just um let's go at his time right and it's beautiful exactly with with this woman that you just brought up with this uh with her with her with her flow of blood yeah with the flow of blood but i was gonna tell you just like you said patience how long did she have this sickness for yeah that that had a decade uh i think from around 12 years years, uh, 10 years, um, but I was gonna say uh, 12, 12 years with the flow. Look, I'm not a woman and I don't know what that is, but I can only imagine that it's horrible. And it's, it's not only horrible, but it's uncomfortable. And imagine just being uncomfortable for 12 years. Yeah. 
But you know, what, this is what I was trying to tell you guys when, when earlier in my story, my vain story, which makes no sense now, but it makes sense. She said, okay, no matter if I'm uncomfortable, it doesn't matter if I smell bad, it doesn't matter if I, I'm still going to worship Jesus because of who he is. Yeah, that's I'm still beautiful. gonna trust him because of who he is. Like she, at 12 years, bro. Like, have you? I don't know if you guys ever had a problem for 12 years, but it almost becomes like a part of your life. Like you're just like, okay, this is what I gotta do. This is what I got. Uh, like for just example, like fed up. <laughs> not even fed up. Like you're used to it. For example, people that are born with a lot of, with their family has a lot of money. They're used to that stature of life. And somebody that ha- lives in poverty, it's a, it's a hardship, but it's something that's normal to them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no big deal. It's big. Deal. Hey, I gotta, I gotta eat. Uh, I gotta eat cups of noodles every day. That's normal to them. You know, so you almost normalize it. But this woman saw her chance. She saw what she needed to do, and she did it. No matter if people didn't let her through. I, I imagine this woman reaching Jesus's rope, and she didn't just grab it like 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 this and. Thank you. I bet you she barely got to touch it. She just yeah. extended enough to kind of like even just grace it, and she became. That's what, that's what I was trying to tell you is that, that there's, it's just much more than just uh, is much more than just saying, "Oh God, God is my peace." It's actually fighting for it. It's something that you have to produce. And if you guys know how to produce things, um, a seed has to go into the floor, and the and the seed has to die to itself. Then it gives life. And that's what we have to do to ourselves as well. In order to have peace, we have to we have to understand that it's not about our pain, but it's about who God is. Go ahead. I was just going to say that uh, the woman of the flow of blood, I think she's like a super interesting story. Um, because if you guys didn't know before, like whenever a woman uh, had her, her period, she was put out of the camp. Like she wasn't allowed to like, stay there and like chill with her husband she had to leave the camp and she had to wait like a certain period to be considered clean again because it was considered unclean so this woman had a flow of blood for 12 years imagine not having communication with the people for 12 years because she was considered unclean and 12 is um i don't know how you say this in english i'm gonna say in spanish numero de gobierno government government oh my god i'm so dumb (laughs) (laughs) okay um yeah it's a number of government and uh when you think about it like this disease or whatever was causing her disease this sin was governing her life to the point of casting her out right and what it had done was cut off her peace and um I just think it's like so interesting that the the thing that brings this peace, the thing that only God can give this shalom, like there is human peace, but the shalom that we're talking about is can only be given by God. And uh, that's in Isaiah 45, seven, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. And the peace there is shalom. Uh, I, the Lord, do all of these things, right? So only he can give the shalom. And when uh, he sent Jesus down, right? And I, I don't know what verse it says, but it says like there's going to be a prince and he's going to be a prince of peace. Uh, the, the point was to say that the what what restores the shalom is obedience, right? Because that's a lot of the things that Jesus uh, or God says to his people. Like because you're disobedient, you will no longer have um, rivers of, of peace uh, flowing, right? And I, I think maybe this is the moment where she, like you were saying, like she decided like, no, that's it. I'm done doing my own way. I've been here for 12 years and it has benefited me in no way. So now I, I decide to change. I decide to get out of my comfort zone. I don't care what anybody says, how they're looking at me. Like, I, I don't know. I'm thinking like they didn't have pads back then. Like, did she, what was she doing? Like, was she just bleeding freely? I mean, I don't know. Like, did everybody see her? Was it embarrassing? I'm sure. But she said, I don't care. And I think the Bible says, correct me if I'm wrong, that she crawled. 
Like she was know. on the floor to him, right? Like the humility, like the humbleness that she had to have to say, no more, that's it, I'm done. I surrender completely. What I want is your peace, give it to me. I was gonna say um, there we could see also who she's setting her mind on. She set her mind on the spirit. She was led by like she didn't like like care what other people think because sometimes we place we place our set of mind on the flesh. And this is why Romans eight six says, "For the set of mind on the flesh is death, but the set of mind on the spirit is life and peace." So her setting her mind on Jesus Christ is allowing her to like have a like a spiritual mind, and it brought her peace and comfort because like, dude, imagine like bleeding for. 12 years yeah. i would be like dying on my bed Me too. just like being depressed <laughs> but but no it's like she had peace and that set of mind like allowed her to reach that comfort by god and and just just so we can circle back to what we're trying to say right which is which is that jesus is, is our peace god is our peace um the father is our peace also we have to understand that in the story of also paul um when you already told. You already said the part that he he used to boast in his uh, in his in his weakness. Also, there there's there's a part in the Bible that says that he used to have um, this uh, this how do, how do you say this uh, this uh, sting the no. sting that used to that used to sting him all the time, and then he tells God, God, please remove this thing away from my life, and he goes and then he says, uh, let my let my grace be enough for you. And, and when I read this, I almost think like, and the reason why I connected to the piece is, is because of this, because he almost says, it, it doesn't matter if you're having pain, let my grace be enough to fill that pain. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, but like, yeah. like, like it's because we have to understand that our lives sometimes it just sucks, bro. Like, like, <laughs> like it does. And 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 as you get older, I guess you have a little bit more control. But as you're younger, you almost have no control of your life, right? You have to be with your parents. You have to. A lot of people, a lot of older people, dictate what you do as you're old, as you're younger. Um, but uh, if, uh, you have to understand that sometimes God, God lets you go through these things, and the best thing we can do is just. Give God a thanks. Give God a thanks. Let Him be. Let Him. You know, I always, I always. Uh, well, you guys are all here, so it, it would be. Oh, Danny. It, in English, it's a thorn. A thorn. Okay, nice. So, so Paul had a thorn, but almost like you know how you guys, you know how you guys tell me like you guys wish you guys can live in church. Like there's a certain peace that there's here. That's exactly what God wants. God wants that His presence should be our peace. Everything is. You know a mess over there outside in the world then when we come here it's almost like okay we know what we're gonna do we know what's gonna happen we know what to expect we know what we're gonna do mm -hmm. and we're willing to do it every single day like if there's no school and everything yes we're all waiting to stay here but <laughs> but like i tell you guys that's the type of peace that god wants to provide to us and that beautiful peace can be taken to school back home it can be taken to the places that there might be problems and, and that's how uh, I was trying to explain to you guys that this this piece is not something that just comes and goes. You know, have you guys ever heard um, of that saying, uh, don't let it take your peace? Or don't let what they said yeah. about you take your peace? And if Jesus is my peace, nobody can take him away from him. So now my question would be, is peace an emotional state or a spiritual state? It would be a spiritual state, right? Just like joy. Joy, you can't be like, oh, you know, my mom hit me today with a bamboo. And you can't be like this walking around. You got hit because you deserved it. 
And if you didn't deserve it, well, she's your mother, no matter what. But my question is, my question is, but you still have to be joyous. You still have to understand that you have parents that love you, that are willing to correct you. There's other people that don't have any parents. So that's, that's all I wanted to say. Like, like the type of peace that we need to find is God's peace. And sometimes it's not the same one that we think it is. And, and, and I was going to read this first as well so we can uh, continue speaking about this if this ever works. Um, and it's in Ephesians 2.14. And it says, Christ is the reason we are now at peace. We made us Jews and you who are not Jews one people. We are separated by the wall of hate that stood between us. But Christ broke down that wall by giving his own body. So I want to tell you guys that, look, it says Christ is the reason we are now at peace. So there must be a sense of, um, the, the Bible also says that we were enemies of God before. And, and since Christ came and died, he made peace between us and the Father. Also, there's another Bible verse that says that Christ is the, um, how do you say, abogado? Uh, he's the lawyer. He's the lawyer between the Father and humanity. So, uh, at the end of the day, guys, there's so many ways we can apply peace to Christ. But the, I think another way to also apply it is the way what, what His sacrifice did between us and the Father. We sinned, we made mistakes, and when Christ died, He reestablished, um, I think it's best said, reestablished the bridge that we ourselves burned uh, uh, for, for the Father. So uh, I want you guys to understand that the Christ, that Christ is peace in many ways, not just one way. It's not only um, peace for you or for you or for you, but it's also peace for humanity itself, which he reestablished the, the like I said, the bridge uh, uh, to the Father. I don't know if everybody has to say anything. You guys are all just, just are lost or what? No, no, I go, can. Go ahead, go ahead. But I, I just didn't know how to connect it with what you were saying. Well, we just didn't say anything. Sorry, sorry. Oh, okay. No, keep going, keep going. You're doing, we're listening. Yeah, I, I, know, but I, like I don't know when to come in like, yet. I feel like I'm preaching. So uh, I was, I was just going to tell you guys that, that this, 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 this way of peace also uh, applies to Jesus. Like, like shalom doesn't only, only mean uh, you know individual peace, but it also means a peace as a, the whole humanity. Also, um, I, was, I have a bunch of verses. I'm sorry, guys, but um, we also we can see uh, in second. Uh, uh, and it's uh, Thessalonians 3.16. It says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. And the Lord be with you at, uh, with you all. And you can also tell right there that Jesus, if everybody accepts Jesus in himself and in, in, in their body, if they accept him in their heart, guys, there's no way of taking that peace away. And and I just wanted to, I just wanted to touch that up a little bit because we have to understand that peace comes with Christ, but I feel like I'm babbling. And uh, actually, I, I can why. add with that, Go. right? Right now that you just said with Christ. And with Christ comes obedience. And I know I sound like a broken record, but in order to have this, you must be obedient. Uh, I was I was reading in Isaiah 57, 20, it says, but the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose water, oh, that was terrible. Let me start again. But the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters uh, cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, saith my God, for the wicked. And peace there is shalom, meaning the wicked 
those who are not obedient, those who choose the path of the unrighteous, those who, like, I don't know, guys, uh, I've been reading Proverbs lately, and it says, like, do not pick, like, the path of the evildoers, right? Those who pick this path knowing that it is this path, there is no peace for you. So if you feel like you're lacking the shalom, you're going through these circumstances, maybe check your walk, check your obedience. What are you doing? Are you listening to what God wants, or are you doing what you want? Because... Honestly, guys, listening to the Lord is, is hard. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys because what we want to do is what our flesh wants to do. Um, our flesh is so annoying and so... It's always like, willing to do bad. Right, yeah, it always wants to do bad. And that's why I understand when Paul said, like, the good that I want to do, I don't do. And the bad I don't want to do, that is what I do. And I'm just like, bro, same, right? <laughs> so um, just, I think, like, God judges, like, the intentions of our hearts. But, like, what we should be striving for is to be completely obedient even when it doesn't make sense. And that reminds me of that one song that I love, right? Like, even when it don't make sense, um, spirit lead me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna start singing, but I just realized that's embarrassing. Okay, um, yeah. The the point is like, even when it doesn't make sense, even when we don't understand, no matter what, if God says something, His word should be a law in our life. It should be written in our heart to the point that we don't even ask questions. No, why? Why am I suffering? No, let's stop being like Danny says, weenies, and let's start just saying, okay, I'm gonna be obedient. I'm gonna say yes to whatever you say because what I want is Jesus in me, and when Jesus is in me, that shalom is restored between me and the Father. And my will to live, my purpose of living is to please the Father, is to, to be worshipped with my life. I, I agree. And, and just to, just to come back of the, the fact that you said that worship is our life, in Isaiah 32, 17, it says, And the effect of righteousness will be peace, mm. and the result of righteousness is quietness and trust forever. So, and then it's, and the next one, it says, my people will abide in peaceful habitation in secure dwellings and in quiet resting places. So, like you just said, just watch your, watch your walk. If we are righteous, and this word righteous doesn't always mean perfect, but it means that we're trying to maintain ourselves just. There's another version in the ERV version. It says, the justice will bring peace and safety forever, meaning that, God, look, God is looking for, for the best of the best. But God is looking also, God also understands that us being like him and being perfect, we won't be able to reach it. But what he is, what he's looking for, people that are trying their best to be just. The people that are trying to, to be their best and what they can control. And I just love this. It says the effect of righteousness will be peace. So if you're righteous, if you're just, if you are trying your best to be completely just, then you will have peace in your life. I don't know if you guys have anything to say. Uh, I, I was just going to say that um, I think it's important that we mention that uh, shalom doesn't only mean peace. Like That's what they found to be the best uh, translation. Um, but the one that I like the most is complete reconciliation. Mm. And mm-hmm. I just I, I that. love that. Uh, well, the guys, like, I found this online. I'm not going to lie to you guys. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, it's, they also tried translating it as rest. But, like, when people would say shalom, it wasn't just be, like, peace, you know? It was, like, like no, like, I wish you, like, completeness. And I, I think that's just absolutely beautiful. And, and it's, crazy, it's crazy what you just said that because if you guys notice, um, before we come to Christ... The world says, oh, do this and you will feel full. Oh, do this. Oh, you got to get a boyfriend at 13. You got to get a boyfriend for four (laughs) years. And, you know, let's see how it goes. And, oh, you need your other half. 
you need and then you think that all these things that the world is telling you will give you this shalom will give you this completeness but after you understand that actually it's only god that can give you that uh, i always like to say the fulfillment of of his completeness then you also understand that in reality everything else is something and like almost like an add-on to with Jesus. Now we now most of you guys that have been here for like four or five years, you understand why we ask you guys that if you guys are gonna choose for a guy, number one, let, let you guys be 18, and number two, let him be for church. And now you guys all understand that because if he doesn't come to church, it's almost like a no-go for you guys. You're like, no, no, if he doesn't come to church, I don't want anything with him because now you understand that this is our life. And that's how much I was I was trying to explain to you guys that as younger kids, this this world that we live in try to give us this fake sense of, of completeness. Oh, look, uh, I will never forget when I was younger, I would watch like, you know, party movies. I don't know if you guys have ever seen those type of movies, but they're like movies that show like huge parties and, you know, there's drinking and there's girls and everything is crazy. And I would always say, dude, that looks so much fun. Like, I think I would have so much fun doing that. I'll be honest with you guys. And I, and I, and I, I wanted to do that. And, but I never got to, but I was like, I want to do that, I want to do that, I want to do that, I want to do that. And then when I met Christ, and I look at those things, I just feel like cringe. Like, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like that's so embarrassing. Like, yeah. could you imagine me as a 30-year-old there drinking? <laughs> that's so weird. Like, and, and now I understand this because uh, with what you, get, what you said, that when he made me complete, I no longer coveted what the world had. I no longer wanted what the world had to offer. Mm. But now I wanted what God had to offer. Go ahead. Yeah, that's why Colossians, right? 315 says, Colossians, sorry. And the peace of Christ must rule in your hearts. So it's like what you said that who's like, who's ruling your heart? Is it that fake peace that the world gives? Or is it God's peace? Are you letting that God rule like the perfect peace in your heart? Which is crazy. Uh, I know like our time is ending, but I, I just I want to like do the one last example that I love and it's uh, Gideon, right? Because if you guys didn't know, he uh, built an altar on uh, this place called Oprah. It sounds kind of funny, but um, it's he called it Jehovah uh, Shalom which is peace, right? But like what I love about it is how he uh, led there because uh, there was like an angel that came came to him, right? And he told him, uh, the Lord is with you, brave man. I'm reading Judges 6, 12. And Gideon responded, excuse me, sir, but if the Lord is with us, why has all of this happened to us? Why are, why are all the miracles our ancestors have told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us out of Egypt, but now the Lord has abandoned us and has handed us over to Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, you will rescue Israel from Midian and the, with the strength you have, I am sending you. And so I don't read you guys the whole thing. Then Gideon goes and tells him like, yo, like my family is super weak. Like, like we will not be doing it. Like I'm not even important, right? And then in 16, you say, uh, we see that it says, the Lord replied, I will be with you. You will defeat Midian as if it, I'm sorry, as if I were only one man. And Gideon said to him, if you find me acceptable, give me a sign that it is really you speaking to me. So he, uh, long story short, he went out, he he got like a, an offering and he brought it and put it on the rock. And the messenger of the Lord like touched it um, with the tip of a staff and there was fire. Um, and then Gideon realized like, wow, this is all really actually the messenger of the Lord. So he said, Lord God, I have seen the messenger of the Lord face to face. The Lord said to him, calm down, don't be afraid, you will not die. So Gideon built an art altar there to the Lord. He called it the Lord Calms. In the original, it says, Jehovah uh, Shalom. To this day, uh, it is still an Oprah, which belongs to Abiezer's family. Okay, the, the point of that I was gonna say is that he was like, I don't know, I, I just like, I feel like he it relates like, um, 
the Lord comes and he tells us, like, even with Moses, right? Like, when he was like, this is what you're going to do. And the first thing we do is say, like, no, no, I can't. But look at me. Like, I'm not even worthy. And he's like, no, no, you can. No, but, like, I can't. Can you show me a sign that I can? And then he <laughs> and then he, he shows him the sign, right? And this sign, this miracle that he did in his life, like, showing him that he is God, led him to understand the shalom. And he named that, that altar Jehovah Shalom, right? Because it brought him peace that even though he was not a warrior, he would have the victory. That uh, even though he didn't consider himself, uh, how do you say this, a soldado? I can't, I can't yeah, speak. A soldier. a soldier, right? He was going to be the one to win back Israel, right? Which is amazing because isn't that what happens to us? We're sinners, right? And we're like, we're not worthy. Or at least this is how I feel. I'm not worthy. Look at me. I'm sinful. How can you love me? And he says, no, but I do love you. And then he shows me his love. And how can I not say Jehovah Shalom? This is my altar to you. This is what I name it because you restored the peace between me and the Father. And I just, I just, think and, that's super and it's just, just, I think just to finish it off. And I don't know if you, you have something to say. Yeah, yeah I do. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know if this is gonna like um, match with whatever Deborah was saying. Not whatever Deborah was saying. What she was saying. Um, but when it's kind of like crazy to think. Like, I was just like thinking to myself, like, it's crazy how much the world tells us, like, we have to do so much, like what Danny was saying, in order to reach peace. And um, it made me think back to the the prostitute that was at Jesus's feet, that she, in, if you notice, she doesn't even like say anything like she doesn't say words she's just crying she's just at his feet on like, her mindset is only him and there's no words coming from her mouth and like versus what the world says like we have to do so much but her her like um i guess attitude yeah, her attitude was only to be focusing on Christ and it brought her to having that peace that sense of like tranquility in order to be free from her sins that she did in the past. Complete surrender, right? Yeah. yeah. I love what you said. I love what you said because it, it just, it I think it ties everything together because this podcast is called The Encounter, right? And mm -hmm. the fact that it's called The Encounter, we also have to understand that there's an encounter with Jesus, with God's peace as well, right? Mm -hmm. Like um, everybody can say no, 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 no with church, but until they finally have an encounter with this peace I always tell people and I've seen you guys in all your stages of your life and <laughs> <clears throat> it's a huge change that I see and who would have thought that you guys would be preaching now today and and you know and sometimes I even see you guys teach and, and I say these people have had an encounter with God and now I even hear that little girls are like when they sit down and talk they talk about the coming of Christ and I'm like, I was like, I cannot be doing that. You cannot be doing that. We cannot be doing that. It's only God. You know, and, and I always tell people, God, continue to, you know, deposit your love and your peace here because um, that is the only uh, only way to go. So I was going to tell you guys, guys, uh, um, we have come to an end of uh, uh, our, our podcast, but I was going to let you guys know to please uh, follow us on Instagram, which is at RedeemLA. And also, guys, uh, rate us on our podcast. Please give us five stars. If you're not going to give us five stars, just send us a message and tell us how we can get better. Um, also, I was going to tell you guys, that there, there's going to be a Q&A soon. So if you guys do have uh, some questions, please uh, DM us at Redeem LA. Um, <clears throat> 
And I think that, that oh, is it. Uh, they did tell me. I, oh, I almost forgot. Uh, you guys can uh, throw your questions if you have any. We're going to have a Q&A podcast soon. You can put them all into the Redeemed LA Instagram inbox. Yes, I said that. Oh, you said the Q&A? Yeah. Get out of town. Yeah. Wow, sorry. <laughs> said it again. Damn, Danny, saw me before. <laughs> I don't know what you were going to say. Anyways, uh, before that, I brought, um, interruption. interruption. I was going to tell you guys that also, um, I hopefully, you guys are going to hear this this week, so um, you guys know that there's going to be a youth con on April 9th. You guys are more than invited. Uh, watch our link tree. We're going to have a few links there so you guys can sign up. Other than that, it's going to be in Camarillo. Uh, it's, the address is 1320 Flynn Road, Camarillo. Um, so if you guys want to get there, you guys are more than invited. So other than that, guys, God bless you guys. Take care. Actually, let me let me quickly pray for all of you guys uh, that are listening to you, uh, listen to this. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I ask you, Lord, to please seal this word, Father. I ask you to please let this seed go into their heart, Lord. I ask you, Lord, to let this seed, Lord, reach fruition, Lord, because that's what we need, Lord. You want to give, you want to feel that peace that you have, Lord, and I ask you, Lord, please make us understand, open up our minds, Lord. I ask you to please, Lord, make us understand your ways, which are not our ways, Lord. I ask you, Lord, to please give us this peace and make us understand that, Lord, because we are not there yet, Lord. I ask you, Lord, please, Lord, work in my life today and forever. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, guys. See you guys next week. God bless.